Welcome to the Musician's Gear Podcast, where we talk about all things music, gear, and various other topics. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson, and I hope you enjoy. Today, we're going to focus on a question. And that question is, what is the purpose of music or the function of music? Does it have a purpose? Does it have a function? How many purposes or functions does it have? This is a question we're going to ask, among others, as we go through this. But first, a quote from Albert Einstein. He said that nothing gives him as much pleasure as music, and that this would have been his occupation had he not pursued science. He was also a very accomplished violinist, for those that don't know. It goes on to say that today, neurologists musicologists, psychologists, and anthropologists continue to ponder why humans enjoy music so much. The discovery of 40,000-year-old bone flute found in a cave in Germany, perhaps the oldest musical instrument on record, suggests that music has accompanied Homo sapiens since ancient times, but what is its function? Again, what is the function of music? Does it have one? I believe it has many functions, many purposes. And each person probably has their own meaning to music, their own function for music, their own purpose for music. Some of us have similar functions. Some of us have similar purposes for it. But we're going to dive into that. Moving on to... What is the purpose of elevator music? Have you ever thought about that? Why was elevator music invented? Obviously, we don't need music in an elevator, but we happen to have it everywhere. And it's kind of a joke now, like, that's elevator music, you know, as maybe not great music. Depends who you ask, though. But for those that don't know, the original purpose for elevator music was to calm fearful passengers who were riding an elevator for the first time. Since then, the calm and relaxing music is used in elevators is now being used in many other areas like shopping centers, airports, cruise ships, and even telephone systems. I think we've all been on hold before and they had that terrible music playing through the phone uh, just because they recorded it through the microphone on the telephone and it's just awful. I don't know why that hasn't been fixed yet or at least gotten better, but I'm sure that technology will happen at some point. But that's very interesting. So people that had never been on an elevator before were scared of it. And I mean, even people that have been on elevators nowadays are still scared of it. I mean, they make movies about people just getting locked in it all the time. So it's understandable that people are scared of elevators. But there's one function to help calm you down on something that maybe would scare you to death something to think about that's one function one purpose of music another function which has always been an interest to me having to do with the psychology um, and the science behind what music does to our brains and to our neurons in our brains music perception music emotion and music memory can survive long after other forms of memory and cognitive function 
and non-demented Parkinson's disease, music therapy can help lead to fluent motor flow, such as dancing. But once the music stops, so does the improvement to the motor function. That's crazy. Someone that couldn't dance or had very limited motor skills with music can now dance, at least for a short amount of time while the music's playing. That is amazing if you think about it. You're literally curing someone temporarily with music. They can move in ways they couldn't move before because their bodies have become too old. But with the music, they unlock that part of their brain again, the motor functions. That is something that's definitely worth studying more. And I know there's many scientists studying that realm. And I think that's maybe a place that a lot of money should be going towards to help people out. Something to think about. It goes on to say, in dementia, it can improve mood, behavior, and in some cases, cognitive function, which can persist for hours and days after the music stops. Music also does not need a familiar, need to be familiar to ex- expert these improvements, and one does not need to have any formal knowledge of music to be musically inclined to enjoy music and respond to it at the deepest level. So you don't have to be educated in it. You don't have to know much about the music. You might not even know the artist. You might not know even know what the song's name is, but you can enjoy it. And there's so many people nowadays that they're just like, oh yeah, I like that song. I've heard that song before. And then eventually when they find out what artist it's by or what the name of the song is, they get all excited. They're like, oh yeah, I've heard this song before. And then they can associate it with that. But let's go back to that part where it says, in dementia, it can help improve mood, behavior, and in some cases, cognitive function, that which can persist for hours and days after the music stops. So even though the motor functions usually just when the music is playing, there's other parts of your brain, cognitive function, and your mood, and your behavior for days after the music has stopped. Makes you wonder, what else could music do if listened to regularly? And how long can it unlock these things? Is there a reason why so many elderly people can't do a lot of things, but then there are some people that still can at the same age? Are those people listening to music? Or a lot of people just stop listening to music when they become a certain age because maybe they can't hear the music. Maybe their hearing is gone, and then their health just goes down because they can't hear music anymore. It's another good question to think about. So as we keep going through this, we're finding more and more reasons and functions and purposes of music. And obviously, when we won't be able to cover every single function of music, we won't be able to cover every single purpose of music. But we're starting to get the idea that music is way more important than the schools make it out to be. Music is the first one to get cut in schools. How many of you were in band and they didn't have enough instruments and you had a really crappy instrument? Or you heard in school, oh, you know, the football team's getting this now. Not that there's anything wrong with athletics and sports, but why do we 
hold it to such a different level? Why don't we put money into the music teachers? Why don't we pay them more? I believe more teachers should be paid more. Um, A lot of teachers are choosing to go to charter schools and private schools because, you know, as teachers, they get paid more than they get through the state. Obviously, there's a lot of issues there that need to be addressed, I think. And, you know, politicians have tried to do some things with some success, but I think that's something us as a society should focus on more, is making music more of a priority. It's such a big part of our life. But anyways, I digress on that. This next uh, portion we're going to look at is uh, music as medication, use as medication. When music is deemed pleasurable, the brain increases the uh, production of dopamine, a neurotransmitter released in response to rewards. Music can also prompt the re-experiencing of a memory. You know how they say, oh, you know, when you listen to a song, it brings you back to a memory. Maybe a certain song reminds you of a person, an ex-girlfriend or a family member that introduced you to that song or a concert you went to with a group of friends. It literally does that. You associate memories and experiences with music. Music can also prompt the re-experiencing of a memory, which is particularly important to induce in those with a mood or an anxiety disorder that have a history of trauma. So they're saying with people with an anxiety or people with um, some kind of mood disorder, maybe bipolarism, music is so important. It can help balance them out. Let's say you're feeling super low that day. You can have some music to help bring you up if you're bipolar. Or let's say you're feeling a little too high that day. It's something that kind of grounds you a little bit more. It's kind of interesting that we first think, oh, well, let's give them some medication. That will fix their problem. Not, let's try music therapy first. Something that doesn't alter your brain in a harmful way which a lot of people say there's no harmful ingredients in a lot of these medications. That I think everyone needs to do some research on. There's a lot of medications we're putting into our body that have some major consequences and results for taking them. That's something we should all think about. But to each their own, everyone has their own personal decisions to make on that. If they want to take drugs instead of trying music therapy, that's your personal choice. It goes on to say, this can be effective and um, an alternate means of treatment next to talk therapy, talking to um, a psychologist or psychiatric, or to medication to treat for some people. Now, it does say um, it could be a substitute for different brain-altering medications for some. Obviously, like I said, not everyone's going to go this route. But the fact that that's being talked about, that you can literally, instead of taking a medication to fix whatever's going on in your brain, for some people, music can be basically the medication for you. You won't need to spend all this money on medication and maybe risk your health because music exists and there's so many different styles of music out there and music therapy music therapy exists to a 
higher standard than it did for a long, long time. And it's actually a real profession that people, you know, get degrees in and it's super helpful for a lot of people. A lot of people that do go into music therapy maybe don't think about some of the bigger roles in that. Um, I, I know a couple people that I grew up with that went that route and now they work in nursing homes and they go there, you know, a couple of times a week and they'll play guitar, they'll play piano and play the classics and, you know, have sing-alongs with in all, the, you know, the people in the nursing home. And that's the highlight of their day, of all those elderly people. It literally makes their life worth living at that point. And I think that work is super great. But there's even bigger rules than that. People go on to be uh, neuroscientists, you know, studying the brain, and they study music as well, maybe specialize in music and, you know, do some kind of therapy for people that are struggling, whether that's specifically cancer. Because music, if you break it down, is just frequencies, which is a universal language. And if you can harness frequencies in the right way, you can target it to different tissues in the body given, done correctly, you can target cancer in some cases. You just have to find the right frequency the right frequency and the right means and device to do that. But it's possible. And it's being done today more and more as science gets better for it. So I find this very interesting that music has so many different functions. It has so many different things that are healthy for us and it's so rooted into our core it can help us with medication it can help us not be fearful for you know going into an elevator uh, it can help with with dementia memory and motor function and i think we need to explore this more and more as we get better technology and better devices to and means to treat people with music instead of all these drugs that big pharma is making millions, billions, millions and billions of dollars every year. Anyways, moving on to the next portion. Let's read about um, talking about stress. So have you ever been in traffic and it's bumper to bumper and you're stressed out? You're going to work. You know it's going to be a bad day, and you just want to, you know, flip everyone off. You just, you're just not having a good time. Well, the beautiful thing is, because we know this about music, we can turn on some music to help us when, to deal with that stress. Maybe it's just not our day. Maybe you know you're having, you're going through a divorce. Maybe you are getting yelled at by the boss, and you're worried you're going to lose your job. Maybe you have, you know, your home life isn't so good, and you're just stressed out about finances and, you know, or you just don't feel like being home and you're stressed out going to work as well. Music can help us with that as we have been going through this and talking about these issues and these functions and purposes for music. That's a perfect instance. Every time I'm driving to work every day, I know the days that I didn't turn something on on the radio or something on on Apple Music or Spotify because when I get to work, I'm not in a great mood. But the days that I listen to music, maybe it's my favorite song, it's a good jam, uh, maybe it's John Mayer, maybe it's some Papa Roach to pump me up, you know, who knows what it may be. But when I've listened to some kind of form of music, my mind's more creative. I'm more aware of what's going on, and I'm ready 
to jump into what I need to. Something that is a really good routine to do every time you're going to work and potentially it's not going to fix all your problems, but potentially it could help you be in a better mood every time you go to work. So for those dealing with uh, mornings that can be stressful, setting the mood by playing calming, low-key music can create a more peaceful environment. Those with stressful mornings commutes may consider playing their most upbeat song to help them maintain a positive attitude. Music can also help unwind at the end of the day to distract from the stress that could prevent a good night's sleep. Sensors, stressors are unavoidable, like rush hour, deadlines, we we're talking about leaking faucets, your tire blows out, you know, there's, there's lots of things you're worried about. Um, it could also be, like I said, finances. While it takes more than a few songs to solve life's problems, listening to music to feel better is a healthy way to temporarily escape form of stress. Escape. Now that's the first time we've brought that word up. To escape your reality. Music is done to escape your own reality all the time. Why do you think so many people are excited to go to like live music? It's not quite as big as it once was. But still, live music is a very big, uh, very big thing. You know, people pay money to go to concerts all the time. I have lots of friends that do that. I love going to concerts. And there's something about being there with the music, feeling all the frequencies hit you, you know. Maybe it's just the bass or maybe it's just, you know, the singer's voice or a guitar or a lick. It makes you, it makes you feel different. It makes you feel alive. It unlocks those things we were talking about before your motor skills. Why do you think dancers listen to music too? It unlocks your motor skills. The more they listen to it, the more they practice with the music. It unlocks their motor skills. That's not by chance. Try dancing without music and see how good you'll be. Not that you can't be good without music, but most dancers, they practice the music. They need to stay on beat, so that's a really big portion of it. But literally, the music is unlocking these things in their mind, these neurons, these motor functions. Something very deep to consider. I think it would be a cool study to have a control group where um, some people dance without music and then other people dance with music. Let's say they're both beginners and see how they do. Who's going to pick up on it faster? I can guarantee it's going to be the people that listen to music. I'm sure studies maybe have been done with that. I will love to dive into that sometime. Uh, another question and another topic to talk about another time. But music will do that. And like it said, it won't solve all your problems. Obviously, music can't solve all your problems. But it can help. It can help with a lot of things. Um, something that's been big for me in my life is music as a form of therapy, but also to understand my emotions, which, you know, has to do with therapy as well. And that has to do with songwriting. So since I was probably about five years old, I started writing parody songs. So I'd hear a song and I would make up my own lyrics to it. Kind of like Weird Al 
of course, without any of the fame and, you know, as good of ideas, I, I'm sure mine were trash. But that's how I got into it. I started writing poems and started making parody songs. And then from there, it grew. my interest grew as I got older. And I would try to write, like, more specifically poems or songs, but before I played an instrument. And then when I learned how to play guitar, a big reason I learned to play guitar was to basically be able to put music with my lyrics to make a song. And for me, that's always been probably the best way to understand what's going on in my head. If I emotionally am just feeling confused, um, stressed out, in a bad mood or a good mood, feeling sad, feeling happy, writing music has been the number one form of therapy for me. Every time I pick up the guitar and start playing something, start singing something I've written or even that I didn't write, it helps me understand how I'm feeling. It helps me move forward. For instance, I mean, how many songs are about breakups, right? Or love. There's, I don't think that's by chance. I don't think people are purposely just being like, oh, let's write another love song. Love is a very, very strong emotion. And because of that, when we feel it, it helps us to be able to put music to it to understand it. Whether it's music that someone else wrote and like those lyrics just I, that relates to me. Because everyone falls in love at some point in their life. And sometimes it's hard to maneuver all of that. And music can be a great form to be able to maneuver love, depression, loss. There's a lot of songs about loss as well. Losing the one you love, right? Heartbreak. And with music, it helps us understand how we're feeling. Like I said, it could be someone else's song or it could be a song that we wrote. Specifically for me, a big part of music for me is writing music, being a songwriter. And it helps me to write down how I'm feeling. And sometimes, you know, it's going to be a song that I probably will never show anyone. And then sometimes it's a song that you're like, you know what? Like, I feel like other people could benefit from that. And I honestly think that they should teach that as a form of coping, a coping mechanism for when things don't go your way, you're having a, a rough time in schools as kids grow up. Now, some kids might not really care for it, and that's okay, but it should be an option songwriting to cope for things songwriting to understand yourself emotionally in schools if we did that i can guarantee one we would have way better songwriters probably coming up and being raised we would also have a lot more people understanding how they feel emotionally and that's not talked about very much especially with guys growing up if you're a boy and you're growing up you're kind of taught to push down your emotions and not to understand yourself emotionally be emotionally mature a lot of us have to kind of figure it out, especially if you don't really have a good father figure to help you figure that out along the way or a good, um, you know, mentor. So for me, and I'm sure many others, songwriting is a good form of understanding myself emotionally. Now, the last one we're going to kind of just focus on because we could talk about different functions of music for hours, really, because music can be applied to so many things is the mood setter. Now think about this. Whenever you're at a party, if there is no music playing, it's going to feel lame. I can guarantee that 100%. If there's no music, there's no party. You got to have music at a party. And the second it goes off, everyone, they're like, what's going on? It just feels like something's off. A good example of this is I like to play pickleball with a group of my friends. And we were playing pickleball, um, and this 
like little private place. It's it's basically a shed with a pickleball court called the Nasty Nelly. And it's, you know, a pretty cool little place. You just rent it for like $15 an hour. But they have a little sound system in there and you play music, you know, so you can set the mood. And we, we had music on the whole time until a pretty close to the end. And then someone's phone just like stopped playing the music. And everyone was like, do, do we keep playing like what's going on like it was kind of an awesome thing to watch because i knew immediately like because people were looking around like they didn't know what happened for a second but like i knew immediately because music i'm very attuned to those things i mean eventually people figured out you know like five seconds but right away i was like all right who turned off the music but everyone was looking around like you know there's something happened you know and i was like oh yeah the music turned off you know and they're like oh let me go check my phone turn the music back on and then back to you know playing pickleball and having a good time so that's a really good example of that and this can be applied to many things a party you know playing pickleball i always have this big speaker i bring to like events when uh, friends invite me to you know beach trips or cabin trips or you know trips to st george or whatever it may be i always have this big bluetooth speaker it can play for about 30 hours straight without being charged it's waterproof and dustproof and it basically sets the mood like whether you're inside or outside it also has mega bass and people just start dancing and you know, having a good time joking around and it, the mood's like 10 times better than without it and i want anyone listening to this to experiment with that try getting a or having a get together with people and turn on some music and see how much that improves the mood of your get together even if it's just in the background, it's not super like audible, but enough that people can feel it and hear it a little bit, it's going to make it 10 times better. I can guarantee that. Um, another thing to think about is when you go to an event, let's say a festival, music improves the mood. If people are feeling good, they're probably going to spend money at that festival, you know, like, but if you just are going to walk around, you know, arms behind your back and you're just kind of like, hmm, yeah, that's a cool bracelet. But if then you, if you have like an artist just playing some rock and roll, you're like, oh yeah, or some blues or some soul or some pop music or even maybe some urban type of music, it's going to make people be like, yeah, this is good, this is good. You know what? That is a really cool bracelet. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to buy it. And then and they buy it. I mean, it, it changes everything. Music changes every aspect of how our brain works and the things we're willing to do and the things we're not willing to do. So when we see an ad that has, you know, a very catchy lick or melody or, you know, I mean, for instance, like you could, you stay farm, you know, you, everyone knows that everyone else, like a good farmer, state farm is here, right? It's something catchy. And, you know, for instance, uh, Wendy's, you, it's way better than fast food. It's Wendy's, right? But there's music associated with it to help you memorize those words and the slogan and the melody. Um, it's not by chance. People do that on purpose. Obviously, a lot of businesses understand music enough that they know it will help sell things. Music helps sales so much all the time. That's why it's so important at festivals, so important at um ex expos it's so important at your parties if you're throwing a little party it's important to have music um music just it literally changes things if you're going to a 
haunted house. If you don't have music in it, it's even going to be scary. Like, you know, you're just walking through and it's just like quiet. Just like, and someone jumps at you. You're like, oh, hey, you know, but if it has like creepy music, you know, it changes everything. Movies, for instance, and this is something, another topic I'll get more into another time. But, you know, they can make you scared. They can make you excited. They can make something feel like tense. They can make things feel happy, sad. It changes everything. We use it in all of our media. We use it in everyday life. I think one thing that businesses could do around the board to make morale go up in every, you know, company, every office is play some music. Even if it's quiet in the background, that's going to improve everyone's mood tenfold. For me, I usually have my AirPods in and I take calls um, all day and I, but I have music playing in between that when I'm getting calls and, you know, doing things and that helps me feel a lot better then it helps me get to the next stressful thing right but if we did that and you know let's say all throughout america because that's where i live i could see people being in better moods being less cranky with each other um, being better customers customer service would probably be better it would just help throughout the board so i think that's something we should incorporate but that's just my opinion uh, obviously private industries can do whatever they want but i have noticed that at least in any environment i've ever been in if music's there people are going to be in a better mood even if it's not your favorite artist they're just going to be in a better mood it starts getting them thinking and feeling in a different way and yeah anyways if i'm ever a business owner my office will always have music playing just so you know and this whole time i've had this hot chocolate in front of me so i'm going to take a sip of it because i've been talking a lot And now it's cold. Great. That's okay. This mug that I'm drinking out of actually says Morning's Rock with a little bear playing the guitar. Very much my personality. Uh, I love it. But anyways, going back to the purpose and function of music. The things we covered here today are just the iceberg. We're just seeing a tiny bit of the functions of music and the benefits of music. There's actually some downsides of music as well, too. And that may seem as a shock, but in history, they used music or people have used music to alter people's minds, to make them feel certain ways about things. Political agendas is a big one. Or, you know, making things seem acceptable when they're not. Now, we won't get into that today, but that's something to think about. Be aware of how people use music around you. Now, this hasn't happened super often. But people that are smart and devious, more times they are tyrants than not. They can use things like music to make the masses love them and basically make their behavior acceptable slowly but surely. And it doesn't happen overnight, but it is a tool people use, something to think about. I think this has been a good discussion about the functions and purposes of music. I've quite enjoyed just going over some of these things because music is dear to my heart and it it's everything. Without music, I don't think I would want to be alive personally. I mean, what kind of life would that be? To not be able to feel the way we feel about music, to be so excited about music, to be able to create music. Without music, life would be quite different. And I'm not sure that's a reality any of us would want to be in.
Thank you for listening to this podcast, this episode about what is the purpose of music. If you enjoyed it, please consider following this podcast or this channel. And stay tuned for future episodes. I'm going to have many guests that are going to be knowledgeable in the music world, not knowledgeable in the music world. We're going to be talking about things that are very related to music and some things maybe a little loosely related to music. Also, we will be talking about gear because that's a big thing for me. This is a musician's gear, so obviously we got to talk about gear. I love uh, sound gear. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, music gear, uh, guitars. As you can see, I got guitars here. Um, this microphone I've talked about a little bit. Uh, I have a lot of gear here that you can't see also behind here. Uh, just got to have a place to store them. It's always got to buy more gear. But until next time, guys, I will see you later and keep rocking on.